Welcome to We55. We're your hosts. I'm Sudaya Francisco. And I'm Brielle Blackshear. This is a Princeton Alumni Corps podcast from 12 Stockton. And Princeton Alumni Corps is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to mobilize people, networks, and organizations for the public good. Welcome, fellows, to our third episode. First in the bubble. bubble. Yeah. Um, and we have two guests with us today, which we're really excited to have you hear from. Um, and they're two alum of our program. So how about we let you all introduce yourselves? Sure, I can start. Um, I'm Natalie Larkin. I graduated in 2018. And since graduating, I've been working at Mathematica, which is a policy research and evaluation firm. Um, I specifically work in a lot of education-related projects, um, family support, and early childhood nutrition, and a bit of criminal justice work mixed in there. Um, I'm based in the Bay Area. I work in Oakland and live in San Francisco. And yeah, this year, I'm continuing to work there and am for the foreseeable future. So yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Hello, my name is Reynaldo Maristani. I also graduated in 2018 from Princeton. Um, currently working in New York at the Association of Benefit Children. Uh, in short, um, we seem to do a lot of similar programs to what Nally's organization does. Um, a lot of different social service programs that just revolve around children. Um, is I guess prenatal um, up to 21, uh, including early childhood education programs, mental health services, after school programs, um, and other sort of supportive programs for vulnerable families in the city. Um, I did one year, I'm starting my second year here, um, and I'm from New York originally. All right, that is awesome. So we're going to dive right in. Uh, with our first question for y'all, okay? Yeah, so um, we would love to hear about some of uh, the professional challenges that you've experienced um, at your organizations or just in general. All right, well, I think it's definitely been a really big learning process and not all of it has been very linear in terms of the trajectory, I'd say. Um, beyond just, you know, the kind of normal logistics of being an adult and in a workplace, I think um, a challenge for me and something that I've been still trying to figure out how to navigate effectively is like a balance between, um, you know, like trying to take care of tasks on your own and being independent and taking care of what people ask you, but also kind of understanding that point where it is, you know, appropriate to ask for help and to kind of ask, you know, just admit, okay, you know, I've never done this before. Or it'd be great if you could walk me through the first steps or is there someone else I can talk to? And I think um, just like not even, well, in some ways, kind of just a cost-benefit analysis of the amount of time you spend trying to figure something out on your own versus asking for help. But then, and also just, you know, how to do that in a professional manner and still seeming confident and, you know, phrasing it and framing these questions that you have in a positive way um, so that it's you know, always learning and always, you know, kind of a growth minded type of um, approach to that. But I think I'm definitely still figuring that out because it's tempting to try to want to, you know, 
kind of prove yourself by always doing things on your own. And um, yeah, that's something that has continued to be a challenge and a learning process for me. Ronaldo? Yeah, no, I'm going to second what Natalie said. Um, I think my boss is definitely one who's um, more hands off. Um, she's lovely, great, she's brilliant. Um, but she gives us, like she gives us, she trusts us a lot, and so she gives us a lot of freedom to kind of um, kind of take the reins of different projects and kind of add our own kind of spin to things. And oftentimes they've been like major projects, and I think that was stressful for me because I think all throughout college and high school and stuff like. We always had like a teacher there or a mentor or some kind of like preceptor or someone who just kind of check in with us every week or even in class, like would just give us instant immediate feedback as to whether or not we're on the track. Whereas at my job this year, there were like swaths of time where I was just doing it my own, like on my own. And if I wanted feedback, I'd have to like request it pretty explicitly. Um, and so that was definitely a challenge, a challenge for me. Uh, I think additionally, in the same vein, creating kind of my own <clears throat> kind of creative uh, aspect of my, my job, um, I think has been a challenge for me. And I guess what I mean by that is I have time in my weeks to focus more or less energy on uh, any various number of topics. And um, that was entirely up to me. And sort of what I chose to focus on, what I chose to prioritize was focusing on my name. That was hard for me because I just I didn't know what was important. I didn't know like if I should be prioritizing something over another. I didn't know what I wanted to prioritize, what we should be prioritizing. I just felt for a while kind of kind of stuck and kind of lost for a while, not really knew what to do, and kind of afraid often to like ask people um, over and over again, like should I like what like how do I do this and when should I be doing this? Like how important is it to do this? Um, so yeah, I think kind of finding my own, my own sort of confidence and comfort in my role and having the freedom to, to, to like create my own workflow has been challenging. Uh, so yeah, I think that that's a really common feeling I think amongst fellows is, is this kind of hesitation around and this confidence but also this kind of imposter syndrome of like, can I do this? Should I be able to do this? Or <laughs> Managing up is always a challenge uh, in any professional setting, especially mm -hmm. in an entry-level position when you're thrown into um, kind of a... You're thrown into the deep end sometimes. I think your feelings would definitely uh, validate it for sure. Um, so let's talk about uh, some things that you find rewarding in your work. It could be anything from your, from your work and from your just... Project 55 experience. I can go first to not put Natalie on the spot. <laughs> um, yeah, I think definitely mixed into this year have been really cool moments. Uh, um, sort of fulfillment and satisfaction. I, I think uh, one specific thing I can point to has been uh, this thing called Policy Council. And so uh, Policy Council, in short, is... Uh, a governing body made up of parents um, <clears throat> for our early childhood programs. Uh, as part of the grant we have with the Office of Head Start, which is just uh, sort of the funding program, uh, the grantor, the grantor, I guess, for our program, is that we assemble a parent leadership group. 
that um, has to be informed of all of our policies, um, have an opportunity to revise and review those, um, be informed of our budget, like our monthly budget. Um, they have to approve staff hires. Um, they have to observe and approve them. Um, they do, they're involved in all of our major applications. They, we can't submit any applications without their approval. Um, ones that pertain early to our, our Head Start programs, uh, which are our early childhood programs. And I think I've, I've been the main person responsible for each year or the past two years with finding that group, assembling that group, training that group of parents, and then meeting with them every month. At, at, in the beginning, it was a drag. In the beginning, I was like, I don't want to do this. It's just very it's organizational work. This is community organizing type stuff. And it just wasn't very exciting to me, but I've, it's been the most, been one of the most rewarding parts of my, of my year. Um, Partially because it, it gets me away from my desk, but also I think I have relationships with some of these parents now, and um, I value that a lot because they, I don't know, they, they come from a lot of different walks of life, um, and they all have different sort of visions and expectations for what policy council would be like and what their kids' experience in our schools would be like, um, and then goals after that. I think it's been really cool to kind of encourage parents at the beginning of the year to assume leadership positions within policy council, like um, chairperson or sec um, uh, uh, secretary or treasurer and things like that. Um, when they were very sort of like reluctant in the beginning, they felt they would say things like, oh, I don't think I'm you know, educated enough. Uh, I'm not articulate enough. I can't read well enough. Um, or they're Spanish speaking um, or they're just new to the country or whatever. Um, number of different reasons why they wouldn't want to engage with the leadership position at the school. And by the end of the year, they are most they are our most faithful attendee to our meetings. Um, certainly a leader in policy council outside of it. Um, and they just seemed more sort of encouraged to assume leadership positions, uh, at least the ones that pertain to their kids' education. So I've really enjoyed that. I've, I've started the second round of, of um, recruiting this year. Um, we have about like 18 parents signed up. Hopefully they all follow through. Um, but it's like stretched me out of like and put me into my like it's it stretched me outside of my comfort zone and, and to like communicate with parents and just to make relationships with them or to build relationships with them um, and to maintain those across the year. So I've loved that. Uh, that's one example, and I think of like a, many sort of moments that have been rewarding for me or sort of tasks I've had this year that mind. Thank you. That's so great to hear. I'm glad to. I'm glad to hear about that relationship building piece. I think it's so important in a lot of the work that we do in the nonprofit sector, for sure. Natalie? Yeah, so I would say that some of my rewarding experiences um, kind of are quite different than that, just in terms of the nature of the work that I um, am in is more kind of a bird's eye view. It's a lot of... Um, somewhat retroactive evaluation of really, really massive scale projects for the most part. So I think, um, you know, something that I wouldn't necessarily consider a critique of my job, but I do kind of occasionally feel like I would love to have more experiences that involved really like face-to-face -face interactions and stuff. But at the same time, on, on the other side of it, I get to work with programs and policies that, um, impact you know millions of people so it's it's cool you know there's both sides to it um but that does sound like a really awesome experience um so yeah i guess kind of something along those lines is um 
one project that I think kind of maybe gets as close to like a similar level of, or as close as I can in the nature of work is um, most of our work at Mathematica is federal or state level usually, um, but I am on one project that is um, evaluating a violence prevention grant in Oakland. Um, so it's really cool because it's pretty rare um, in our company to be working pretty intimately with your surrounding city. And I think um, there's a big DC office and they work with the District of Columbia Public Schools, but I'm not sure it's exactly the same because this is grant-based. So there's a lot of um, community-based agencies and stuff that are receiving money from the city and have some really awesome programs um, going on just to try to help stem violence in the area. And there are a lot of different strategies that fall under that. Um, and so we kind of evaluate the different streams of funding um, each year. And so this year we just wrapped up our evaluation of their commercial and sexual exploitation strategy of children. So um, I've been working pretty intimately with the city's data in terms of their um, probation department data, the police department data, schooling data, and then the service um, data that the agencies provide us for our evaluation purposes. And then um, also just more on the qualitative side, like doing a lot of research, learning about um, the issue and and then um, interviewing a lot of the service providers and stuff. And it's just been a really eye-opening experience. It's um, something I didn't know was as big of a problem as it is. And it's really heavy stuff, obviously. I mean, um, sexual exploitation of children is really not <laughs> something you love to hear about, but you know, it's an issue. And I think um, having the chance to learn about an issue that's really prevalent in the area that I live that I wasn't aware of has been really eye-opening and just made me um, more aware of my surroundings and and how the structures that I see daily in this area kind of feed into that and why it is such an invisible issue for so many people. Um, so that's been really one of like the highlights of my time um, and that project is really, it's really just nice and um, to have something that feels more rooted in where I actually am and um, makes me feel like I'm contributing a little bit, especially as uh, in an area where a lot of times you can just feel like a transplant um, where you're just, you know, coming in, staying for a few years and the Bay Area has a lot of issues with that. So um, having a chance to kind of not necessarily give back, but just to try to help, you know, solve problems in your community is really rewarding. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, definitely, definitely hear that bird's eye view piece for sure. And it's a lot of, a lot of heavy stuff that you shared. Um, yeah, it's interesting to hear you guys yeah. contrast in the work that you do and uh, what you find rewarding. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, let's dive into uh, a different topic. So not, not as heavy. <laughs> more on a personal note. Uh, let's talk about what you find, what you found uh, to be the hardest thing about adulting. I can start, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, and I think that over time I've actually found it to be easier in a lot of ways than being a student. Um, but definitely, I think something I've realized is just there's a lot of 
more planning that goes into being an adult, if that makes sense, and kind of really a lot of foresight, and especially in the nonprofit world, I think, um, you know, none of us are making finance salaries and stuff, so um, it's been really, I think it just, it takes a lot of planning to to be able to really, like, manage a budget and kind of just, like, keep tabs on everything, um, and so I think that was harder but I think it's gotten a lot better over time, obviously, as most of these do. Um, so yeah, I think from, you know, maybe like a financial and a logistical standpoint, but also from a personal standpoint, just, I think it's really easy for weeks and months to fly by and, um, prioritizing different aspects of my own life and like balancing planning time that, you know, I need for myself or, you know, for social activities and, and just, um, I think it's definitely, yeah, just been a really big surprise to me how quickly time passes. Um, and so, yeah, just kind of keeping a broader view of your life and, you know, not just thinking to the next assignment is due or when your next problem set is or something, but um, just like constantly keeping tabs on your own life is a little bit harder than I thought, I think, <laughs> if that makes sense. But maybe, you know, that's just a, a pretty basic thing about being a functional adult. It's an adjustment, so. Yeah, and that work-life balance, for sure, is always an adjustment coming Absolutely. straight out of college. We're still, we're still learning it. <laughs> I think that's an adulting theme throughout your whole adulthood. <laughs> I welcome any tip. Yeah, yeah. And I saw Reynaldo, you were shaking your head a few times and like, yeah, so let's let's hear about yeah, this. Yeah, no, I think Natalie hit it on the head. Um, <clears throat> I think like being intentional with like what is important to me this this past year has been difficult. Um, uh, I came out of college like wanting like I had so much energy to like not to say like I'm far from that it's just like you graduate I think Princeton sends you out feeling maybe very good about yourself and like a lot of excitement about your next job or like where you're going to be and all this stuff and that's awesome um and I think it was kind of a reality shock to have to make it all happen on my own if I wanted to kind of experience the things I was hoping to experience being whether that be like friends like a big community of people like the one I had in college or um sports, athletic competition type things, um, or just any sort of thing that was, like, compelling to me and that was engaging and, like, would make me get excited in some way. Um, I had to sort of begin to take steps, not just in my mind, but, like, with my body go and financially uh, consider if I could do this and want to do it and can make it happen. I'm in, a, I'm in New York, and so, like, like amongst two things here that are available to me in a very easy way. Um, so I can't complain for that. Uh, but I definitely just, I think Natalie was saying, just being intentional about how I spend my time and what I want to do. Um, I think one specific thing that has jumped out for sure has been like uh, how hard it is to, um, I guess, be as active as I'd like to be. Because I think in college, like, literally just going from class to class was sometimes a sweat. And <laughs> I think uh, I can get on the train up the block for me, take it three stops, walk a couple avenues, and then be at work for eight hours, <laughs> sitting down for six of those, seven and a half of those. Um, 
yeah. and then go home and make dinner and go to bed. And so it's it was very easy for time to fly and for me to not be as active um, as I was, and I missed that. Um, and so I'm still working on how to like kind of create that outlet for myself. Um, that's definitely like one specific thing that I can say this year has been tough aspect of adulting. I think time flying, being intentional with your time, it's, you have that freedom, but it's also, it's a, it's a lot to take on, especially, you know, first year out of Princeton. Um, but if we're going to be talking about post Princeton life, you know, what was your favorite aspect? And, it, and definitely also what your favorite aspect of the Project 55 program was as well. I can, I can drop it on this one. I think um, my favorite aspect so far, just like post-college, has been sort of um, sort of the freedom, like two things. I think the freedom that we sort of said earlier was sort of a challenge. Um, I think the other side of that coin is also like, I really do have the opportunity to just go meet up with friends and spend the day doing something that we all love. Um, I have the ability to go see my family who lives, you know, in the Bronx, I'm in Manhattan. Um, I have the ability to go to California and visit my best friend from college for a week in March, just because I could plan that. And so there is a there's a freedom. There's like an exciting like part to that freedom. Um, though at times it can also be challenging to to make the most of it and not go wrong by it. Um, and I think the second answer to that question. Uh, so I said freedom, and then I think also just the, the sort of community that I felt was missing for a long time. I've, I'm super grateful that I've made some friends post college that I didn't that I didn't like. I didn't really put I mean I put work in to make those to like have those relationships, but a lot of it was just uh, sort of blessing in my life, and I'm super grateful for that uh, for those folks. Because I know a lot of people who are still years out of college still feel they're sort of missing that community. There, so I'm grateful for that. I think my favorite part about college with respect to the P55 fellowship it was um, similar to my first answer, uh, community. I think the seminars were awesome in New York. Um, I know uh, we not every not every city does it the same way, but we met, we met every two weeks on Tuesday nights, um, pretty much at the same location um, downtown, and uh, I loved it. It was when I didn't have that community I was just talking about, friends. That was something I looked forward to each week. And I, initially, I didn't want to have anything to do with it, really. I, 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 initially, I <laughs> we don't like, want to hear that. Princeton's hands in my life in, in these weird ways. But um, no, I loved sort of what Andrew, Corona, um, the other sort of steering committee officers in New York were doing. Um, I really loved how much people like the fellows um, contributed and just made an effort to be there. And if they couldn't be there, like, um, uh, you know, just communicated and like tried their best to be there. And then when we did have big events, like really showed out um, all the mentors, like the hosts um, for our events. It was really just, it felt like a good space. And um, I'm very thankful for that. For sure. Yeah. So in conclusion, Fellows, get involved with your local area committee. <laughs> Attend these events and get to know yeah. one another. Um, yeah, so Natalie, you want to chime in? Yeah, I would say kind of the freedom in terms of just the broader lifestyle change. I think 
Um, you know, some days and others, it's possible to do this, but just the freedom to kind of compartmentalize mentally. And so I think the idea of like waking up on a weekend and just knowing that it's your weekend and that it's not, okay, get up. Like I can have breakfast with my friends, but then I need to be at Firestone in three hours because I have this paper and it's like, I just have this fully newfound appreciation for weekends and for weekday evenings and stuff. And I think finding work-life balance is something you have to pretty actively do and to try to really purposefully and intentionally not take work home for you. And so, you know, sometimes that might mean staying a little bit later and getting something done. So just that it's done and you won't have to be doing it, you know, at home later or, you know, thinking about it when you're going to sleep. But um, on average, my work-life balance, I think, is really reasonable. And so I've found it really rewarding and really refreshing um, to have time where I can tune out responsibility, at least in a professional sense. Um, It's just been a complete change of pace. And I, you know, I I think there might be a time when I do want to go to grad school or, you know, just kind of revisit education. But right now I'm really enjoying um, this kind of, you know, setup. Um, So it's been great. Uh, and then I think in terms of P55, I probably, you know, reiterate a lot of what you said in terms of community, um, and going back to something that you said earlier, just about, you know, not necessarily having the same mentoring kind of structure of people to ask things to. And so it's been really rewarding having, um, the structure of the steering committee and mentors, um, and stuff just so that even though sometimes, you know, they may only be a few years above us but just that added life experience and stuff and like having channels um, where it it does, you know, there is an appropriate person for you to ask if you have a question about anything professional or personal or the city we live in and stuff. And so um, our steering committee is so amazing and I was really lucky with the mentors I had. And I just think that um, having that type of structure and, and that, kind of natural place to turn to when you're in a bind or you have a question um, was really helpful and, and made the whole thing a little bit less intimidating. So I really, really um, am grateful for that. And I think it was a big thing for me, especially last year. Yeah, that's great feedback because our local area committee um, members, they're volunteers. Yeah. So the fact that you guys enjoy that community building and the events um, is, is great feedback for us um, because it, yeah. we want to continue that. And it speaks to just how committed our volunteers are to our mission and to, our, and to this program and just all the like love and work they put into making this a great experience for you all. Um, so I know that you're going to have to get going soon. So I would love to hear about um, what would you want to share with our current fellows that are listening? Maybe some either tips, tricks, advice, words of fellow alum wisdom. Yeah. Like what would you want them to know? Yeah. I think I guess um, just trying to, well, for one thing also just related to P55, I think um, as we've both mentioned time, really starts to fly and it can seem like prioritizing relationships and stuff can be really challenging and really um, something that comes with pretty firm, you know, just trade-offs in terms of you can't, you just can't do anything and you're not going to bump into your friends on 
you know, Prospect Street the same way you did or um, when we were at school. And so I think um, realizing that like a little bit goes a long way. So thank you fellows for listening so far. So you got to hear from Reynaldo and Natalie and we had some technical snafus. So we lost a little bit of our recording at the end when they were giving some practical advice. Yeah. But I think um, overall they were just expressing to the fellows that it's okay to struggle in the beginning and it, and it gets greater later. So if you <laughs> I like that greater later. <laughs> and if you, so if you're experiencing some hardships right now with uh, just, transitioning into your new uh, role at your organization and in your new city and in your new um, apartment, then it's okay because it will, um, you will navigate through it and you will be able to, um, to come on out better on the other side. Yeah. And the thing is lean into the support systems you have. You have this amazing network, you have mentors, you have the local area committees, these amazing volunteers, you have our staff. We're all invested in your personal and professional development. And I think what they really also left with was that y'all are capable. You are very capable. Do not underestimate yourselves. Um, and that they were also very grateful for the support and and love being a part of this network. You can comment on our page. You can send us a note, um, anything that you would like to share with our guests. And really, I think the only other thing to highlight for this episode is that in your resource hub, Some of the stuff we touched upon, like the personal development, the challenges of setting time and boundaries and managing up, all of those resources are available for you in our resource hub. And our next episode, we're actually going to be featuring another alumni and a current fellow to be in conversation with one another about their experiences. So we're really excited for y'all to keep listening. And until then, happy happy Friday, Friday, fellows. fellows.